Good evening. Tonight we're learning Maseches Yoma Daf Kaf Aleph. We're starting three lines from the bottom of that Chaf Mubeis. Let's get started. Mir Hashem will finish the parak tonight. A couple of interesting gemaras about the uh, ten nisim that took place in the Beis Hamikdash. We'll see that that list is a little bit a little bit complicated, and we'll see some other nisim as well. Um, but first, we have to finish up yesterday's sugya, which was we were discussing what does it mean in the Mishnah when it talks about a gever, krug gever. Does it mean that someone was actually calling out, or does it mean that it was a rooster? So that is a machlokas between the Amorim, between Rav and Rabshila. Let us see what the Gemara has to say here. Dafchaf from the base, three lines from the bottom, Tanur Rabbanon. Sholosh, kolos, holchen misofa, olam ad sofa. There are three sounds that, that uh, traverse the entire world. The Eluhain, holgal gal chama, as we learned yesterday. The sun, as it uh, spins through the air, it actually creates this very powerful sound, which I don't know that we are able to hear, but it seems to be made. Uh, the sounds of Rome, as we saw yesterday as well. At the time when the Neshama, Rahman al-Islam, when the Neshama leaves the body, it also makes a very, very loud sound. You see soon that this was removed. Of course, childbirth. What is Ridaya? So take a look at the top Rashi, Dibur Hamaskil, and Kaf Aleph Amrada. So that's what the Gemara says is that there was some type of malach, or some type of malach uh, who was responsible for uh, for the for the waters, and these were many of the things that uh, that were very very loud. For it. it had a kolo misofa olam ve'ad sofo. Says the Gemara, top line. This is so interesting. That's what the Gemara says, that really there was, the sound was very loud when a person would, would be nifter, Rahman al-Ritzman, and then the Gemara says, they daven for it and they had it removed. We've seen a few times in shots. The Chachamim daven to undo something. Uh, they had davened uh, for there to be no Yitzhahara for Nashim. The next morning there were no eggs. We have a well-known story of chickens, and that was a big problem. Yeah, uh, because everybody, it was just, it was a very, yeah, it's traumatic enough, yeah. Seems to be. I mean, I would imagine. I didn't see anything in writing, but it seems that way. So all of this is really the end of a, of a frame of what we learned yesterday, which was uh, the Shita of Rav. And now we're going to see a Brisa, which supports the Shita of Rav Shila. Now, Rav is of the opinion that when the when the Mishnah said Kara Gever, that it was talking about a person. But Rav Shila was of the opinion that it was not talking about a person. It was talking about an actual rooster. What's the Raya? A much shorter Raya. The Raya we brought for Rav was half a page. But here the Gemara writes, third line, Kafala from Adal, Tanya Kavosa, Dershila, Yotze, Ladera, Kodem, Kriyasa, Gever, Domo, Barosho. If a person goes out in the morning before Kriyasa, Gever, then his blood is on his own head. Yosha, Omer, Achi, Yishanavi, Yishomer, Machi, Yishash. Once he makes sounds a few times. Oh, so what do we see from the Brisa? Our Gever is talking about a rooster. Not talking about a man who calls out a few times, talking about a rooster who calls out a few times. Weiz, Atarnagol, Amru, here's Mamish. That's exactly right. What kind of animal are we talking about? Betarnagol Benoni. What is Benoni talking about? It's talking about the physical size? Nope. Take a look at Rashi to the right. Yibra Amasa Betarnagol Benoni. She'enu memaher kriyaso velo me'acher. Meaning he's a punctual bird. Right? He, he, uh, he, does his, uh, he does his crowing in the morning. He's very, he's very meduya. He knows what he's, he knows what he's doing. He's a litva. He's a yeki. He's a yeki. Six lines down, Kafal, we're switching gears. Amar of Yehuda, Amar Rab. Shosh Yisrael, Ola, and the Regal, Omzin, Tzvupan, Mishtach, Abin, very uh, eerie words. The Gemara says that uh, when they went up for the regal, they were standing very crowded together. But when they did Hishtach they were Rivachim. 
the Hishtach Havaya that was done in the times of the Mikdash was just a total face plant, flat on the ground, arms and legs spread out. And uh, that was something that actually took place in Imshachin. Not only did they have that, but in Imshachin, they were so crowded. We know that there were 11 Amos from behind the Kodesh HaKodashim until the outer wall of that area. And they even filled up that space, says the Gemara. My Kamara, says the Gemara, oh, I don't understand. If you're already telling me that Nisim are happening, so what's the whole big deal that you had to squeeze around behind the, behind the Kodesh HaKodashim? It, it's already Bitor Nase to so just leave it be. Like, what's with all the colored details? Says the Gemara. Even though it's true that they were jam packed in that room, there was no, no physical space left. One third of the way down, this was one of the 10 Nisim that took place in the Besan Mikdosh. It's not, as the Mishnah writes in Maseches Avos. What were the 10 Nisim that took place in the Beis HaMikdash? They are as follows. Asar Nisim Nasib Beis HaMikdash, number one, a woman never miscarried due to the desirable smell of the, uh, the Reach Basar Hektish. Number two, the meat never spoiled. Number three, cutting up meat. I mean, that's, a, that's like the best place ever for a bug. They didn't see any flies whatsoever. The coin never saw carry on, on Yom Kippur. There was never a psul in the, in, we never had to go to the default Kohen because uh, the Kohen Gadol became a Balkari. Never in those grains did they find any psulim. The nest that we just spoke about, that there, yes, they stood crowded. However, they were able to do Ishtachavaya properly. There was never the sting of a, uh, the bite of a, of a snake or the sting of a scorpion in Yerushalayim. Now we're not in the Mikdash anymore. The Gemara is going to pick up on this. You said these were 10 things in the Mikdash. You're not talking about the Mikdash anymore. Now you're talking about the old city. You're talking about Harnof. How far are you going? But it's certainly not the Mikdash. And nobody ever complained. Uh, nobody ever complained that they didn't have a good place to sleep. Oh, you can stay in the youth hostel. When we went to Hebron for Shabbos back in the day with yeshiva, we slept on a hard cement floor in the basement of uh, some yeshiva. And we were thrilled. We were the happiest kids in the world. Bunch of guys. We were in the best time. So that's an amazing thing that by, by nobody ever complained about a place to sleep. That's amazing. That says the Gemara. All right. There's a little bit of a problem with your list. And we're going to analyze this list over the next uh, half an hour or so. Says the Gemara. You started out good, Pasach Mikdash. You said there were going to be 10 miracles about the Mikdash, but then you switched at the end, B'Siyam, B'Yushalayim, the last two, the Nachash and the Akrav, and the no complaining. Those two have nothing to do with the Mikdash. I mean, I guess they're connected in concept, but it's certainly by no means directly about the Mikdash. Sigmar says, you're right. Ikatarte There were actually two other ones. Titania, two thirds of the way down, three lines before the wide lines. Titania, the bright sides, that's one miracle. So we were down two because numbers nine and 10 really didn't apply. Numbers nine and 10 weren't about the Mikdash, you're right, your Shalim. So we add in this one that the what, the, the rain never put out the Atzei Maracha. And as we know, famously, there was this perfect stack of smoke that came up from the, from the Mikdash, unwavered by the winds, just perfect. It's, it's almost like if you were to think about if someone were to take a light and shine it up in a rainstorm, like it, that would be what it looks like. It's a perfect smokestack. It doesn't go anywhere. Says the Gemara, okay, you've solved the problem. Really, you said there were 10 and then you were down two because of the two Yerushalayim ones. We added two and now we're at 10. First long line, says the Gemara, I can come up with more. 
no problem at all. Beatani Rav Shamaya Mi Kalbano from the city of Kalbano. Shivrei klicheres nivlain bimekoman. If there was a klicheres, uh, then and, and it had to have been broken. I'll explain why in a moment. Then it was nivla bimekoma. The, the ground swallowed it up. When I was a little kid, I had Star Trek. They had this scene. Whenever the floor had anything on it, the floor would absorb what was in it, and then it would you know go under the floor into the garbage system. But that was Mamish the Nase. Where do you think they got it from? That was the whole thing from Spock with the coin. It all came from Daf Gemara. So that's what's going on here. The Gemara says that it was Nivlan bin Mekoma. What was going on with the Klicheres? So it's Dvarim Pshutim is that if you had Kachim that absorb into Klicheres, you cannot be Metaheres and you can't take Kachim out of the Mikdash. All you can do is break it to remove the Tara status, but then you still can't take them out. So then they were absorbed into the ground. It was a Nase. So that's number, that should be number 11 in theory because he found an extra one. And second of the of the of the these all as well. These uh, chicken parts and the Dishimizbech Apnimi, all of these things, and from the menorah as well, they were also Nivlaim That should be 12, says the Gemara. You're right, we can add those in, but we have a way of consolidating what we initially saw in the list. Because if you were to look back up at the list, which is right in the middle of the page, we actually um, delineated that there was a psul that we never saw a psul, the Omer, So says the Gemara, three lines into the wide lines, Psule Tlasa, Habuchashvinu Bechad. The grains that never went bad, all of them are actually only one. It's not three separate ones. So when we talk about the fact in the Mishnah that there was no psul in the Omer Shtei Alechem and Lechem Apanim, it's not three miracles, it's really only one. And now we have two spots left open, great. So we have two left over. We, you just gave me two more by the things that got swallowed in the ground. Perfect, says the Gemara. Apik tray, the aisle tray. So I could remove two by consolidating the psulim of the grains. And I can add the two that you just added in, says the Gemara. Yeah, you added the three together into one because they were all talking about the same thing. But the two that you added were also talking about the same thing. They were all talking about the ground swallowing it up. So says the Gemara, You should also look at those two as one and then we're really missing one. Says the Gemara, don't worry, we have other miracles that took place. Economy Acharisi, six lines from the bottom, Don Rabbi Shubhan Levi, Neis Gadol Haya Nase Belechem Apanim. There was a huge miracle that took place with Belechem Apanim. Siluko Kisiduro. Amazing how the Gemara consolidates its language. When you remove the lechem upon him, it was just like when you put it there, piping hot. Shanamar, the Pasuk reads, Lasum lechem chom beyom that when it was removed, it was just as hot as it was when you put it there. You know, you come to the table Friday night, Givalda Gishmak hot chalas. A week later, they're the same Givalda Gishmak hot chalas. It's the same exact thing. So that's a nice nigla. So you were afraid that you were down by one because the ones that were nifla really were the same. So you can't say that it's nine and 10. It's really just nine. So we have an extra spot for a nace. This is it. So now we have number 10. And this is going to be it with uh, with the uh, the Lechem upon Suleka. There were more miracles that took place in the Mikdash. Five lines from the bottom. Amr Ablevi. We have a tradition from our forefathers. Makom Aron. We know that the Aaron uh, that the Aaron was inside the Kodesh Hakodashim, but if you'd measure from one side of the Aaron to the wall, it would be ten amos, and if you'd measure to the other side of the wall, it would also be ten amos. But the whole the whole room was only twenty amos, so there was we would have called it an optical illusion, but. It was an ace. It, it doesn't make sense. And the Gemara continues, them too. They, they, none of it made any sense. The sides didn't work. They were side by side. Then each of the Kruvim's arms were five. And that doesn't include the body. So five, 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 five is 20 already. And what about the goof of the Kruvim? The math never made sense, but it was all done beneath. So says the Gemara, don't worry. We're still really at 10. We're excluding that one from the count. Why? Three lines from the bottom. Because I'm only including those which were publicly revealed miracles. 
divroi from on the outside. But if they were gavoi, if they were only internal miracles, like the ones that took place in the Kodesh, nobody could see that. So therefore, those will not be counted. Says the if that's true, then we have a problem. Where was the lechem upon him? It was in the Kodesh. The shulchan was in the Kodesh. That wasn't Levroi, that was Legavoi. So says the Gemari, That's not right. We should be down on the count for one, at least, because Lechem Apanim shouldn't work. So says the Gemari, Really, a taka was the case, and the Lechem Apanim was shown in public. How? When? How, how does this work out? Says the Gemara, don't worry, I'll provide you with a Maramakom, Dama Rishlakish, last line, my Dixi. What does it mean in the Pasuk when it says, Allah Shulchan ha Tahor? The Shulchan is Tahor. Says the Gemara, Tahor Mechlajhu Tame. Is it possible that the Shulchan will ever become Tame? After all, top of Chafala from the base, Kliyetsa Asui Lenachasu. It was made out of wood and made to rest on the ground. You can't say that this is, uh, that's not possible. That it, what does the Pasuk mean that it was eligible for Tuma? No, it's not. It's made out of wood and it's made to be planted on the ground. So why did the Pasuk say Tahor? So because the Pasuk said Tahor, Ella says the Gemara, third line, Malamed, what they did was They would raise them up in a way and people could look from the outside into the Kodesh to see, they could see them. So now we're Lechem is now it's not Vroi anymore. It's not just inside, it's Begavai, everyone can, other way. Now it's not only Legavai, it's also Levroi, that the outside people could actually see it. But Omrim Lahet, they'd hold up Lechem and they'd pick up the Shulchan and they'd say to the people who are Ola, Ola Regalim, Re'uchi Baschem Lifnei Amokom, Shesiluko Kesiduro. HaKadosh Baruch Hu loves what you are doing for the Avod and the Beis Mikdash because, as we can see from the showbreads, that when they are put in, they are hot, and when they are removed, they are equally hot. Shene'emar, Lasum Lechem Chom, Biyom Hilakcho. Good numbers work out. But wait a minute, we have more mitzvahs. We have more, uh, excuse me, more nisim. And how can you say that it only limits here? What does that mean? He planted things that were made out of gold. Gold doesn't grow. We wish it would grow. And they would also have peros that were gold as well. And according to some, this is where Kohanim got their money from. This is where they got their parnasa from. These gold trees that gold doesn't grow on trees, right? So the Gemara says, yes, it did. When the wind would blow by them, it would, it, like outside in an orchard by an apple, when the wind would blow hard enough, it would knock off an apple from the tree. But, but once there was a, a violation of people coming into the Heichal, by all the by all the forbanos base mikdash, unfortunately. So then Yibe should dried out Shinamar Parach Lal that these fruits became destroyed. But in the future, Hashem will make these grow yet again. So these things will be parach, tifrach, in the future, these will grow yet again. So says the Gemara, why didn't you include that? That's a beautiful thing to include. We should have 11 and not 10. Answers the Gemara. Things that are kavua, things that are fixed, are not, are not kachashib. Says the Gemara, and with this, this part of the sugya ends, uh, in, at least in some way. There's another reason why the Aaron and Kruvim should be excluded because they're kvie. So just validating what we said previously that they're excluded, though we had said they were excluded for other reasons, but the Gemara validates with that. Now, for the rest of the page, till the end of the paragraph, we're going to be analyzing uh, different types of smoke and different types of fire because the Gemara has a problem with what we just said. One third of the way down, two, two lines into the middle with lines. Amar Mar. We said that the Ashan HaMa'aracha didn't move. Was there any smoke in the Ma'aracha? We would have instantly assumed yes. The problem is, the Brysa writes, There were five things that were stated about the fire of the Ma'aracha. 
Revutza, the coal that was used there was in the shape of a lion, came down from Shemaim, Derech Neis. Ubarakechama, it was uh, very clear, like the sun was very clear. The fire was a beautiful fire. The Yeshva Mamish, normally, uh, if you take your hand and you move it very quickly through fire, you might feel heat, but you certainly don't feel mamashes. So there's nothing physically there that you can touch. However, here the Gemara says, Yeshva Mamish, the fire had a physical component to it. The Ocheles Lachen Kiveshin. And this particular fire, the Ma'aracha, could consume liquids and could consume dry things. We're not talking about flammable liquids, even water, which is the opposite of, of, nat of nature. Says the Gemara, and the last one of the five, uh, so you said in our Mishnah, in the Mishnah Perkevus that we quoted, you said that the Ashan went up and none of the winds of the world could move them. What do we see over here? The Brysa writes this. It says the Gemara, we're talking about fire that was brought by people. In addition to the Ma'aracha that the Mikdash had, fire also had to be brought by others. And that's the smoke that we're talking about, the smoke that people would bring from the wood that they would bring and put on. So that's the type of smoke that we're talking about. They put it on the Mizbech. Even though it's true that fire does come from heaven, but still you need to bring your own, uh, you need to bring your own ash, your own fire for the Beis HaMikdash. You said in this price that we just quoted that it's Rebutsa Kiari, that it had the shape of a lion. I saw that it looked like a dog and not like a lion. Such subtleties and difference in the shapes of colt. And there's the Gemara, Lokasha, Kamba Mikdash Rishon, Kamba Mikdash Sheni. That can't be either. We know that uh, everyone who saw Beis HaMikdash Rishon and Beis HaMikdash Sheni was a depressing day for them. They know they knew that Beis HaMikdash Rishon was, was incredible. And here are a lot of the differences. And this raises a huge number of halachic questions about what is the minimum requirement for a Beis HaMikdash to function? What furniture do you need in the Beis HaMikdash? You want to say that there was a Ma'aracha there? Hold on one second. What does the Pasuk say when it says without a hay? We, 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 we read it like it's a hay, but really if you were to look at the word, we would have said or something like that. What's with the letter hey? What's with the missing hey? I know we read it that way, but why why did you leave out the hey? Because there were five things missing in the second base of Mikdash. These are the five differences. We were missing the Aron, the Kapores, we were missing the Kapores, the Kruvim, Esh, the Shechina, the Ruach HaKodesh, the We were missing quite a bit. To Amre In, you're absolutely right. There were things, there were some things missing. There still was some, but it wasn't a significant, helpful amount. So that didn't work out. Tan Rabbanan, the Gemara now analyzes six types of fires. Tan Rabbanan, we're about two thirds of the way down, halfway through the, the middle width line. Tan Rabbanan, Sheish Ishos Hain. There are six types of fires. There are those that consume um, uh, solids, but not liquids. There are those that consume liquids, but not solids. We're going to analyze all of these. There are some that can consume both. There are those who can consume uh, liquids just like dry. Some fires push away other fires. And some fires consume other fires. Let's go through all of them. What does it mean that there's a fire that's Ocheles Ve'eno Shose? Hadidan, that's our case that we've been talking about. 
What about the case of Shoseve Eino Ocheles? That's talking about Tucholim. When people are sick, they get very thirsty when they're sick. Not literally a fire, just a homily of someone who is not feeling well. Sorry, Shoseve Eino Ocheles. That's talking about a sick person. Ocheles Vishose. What does it mean that it eats and drinks? The Elio. That's the story by Elio. He performed a miracle against the Bnei Baal. That uh, he, he dumped water all over the Mizbech and it's still lit perfectly. To show that, uh, that the Jews had it right. Ocheles lachen kievation, what does it mean that it ate moist like it ate dry? That was the ma'aracha. The ma'aracha was able to consume both. Yesh eshtoche eshte Gabriel, that's talking about the malach Gabriel who was able to push away fire. This is a story that we saw about Chagai, Zechariah, and Malachi. And when he went in to save them, he stood in the middle and he was docha esh. He pushed the fire away. So that was a very, that's Gabriel. Obviously, that's talking about the Shechina, that's a Kodesh Baruch Hu. Domamar, Hoshidetz Bo, B'nei Vesarfan, a Kodesh Baruch Hu could have put his uh, could have put his finger uh, in a particular place and it would have consumed everything. Asked the Gemara, we learned earlier that, you're, you, that the uh, wind could not move the smoke of the Maharach, of the Maharacha. But says the Gemara, hold on one second. Everyone would look up to the heavens. Everyone would look at the smokestack and they would say the following. If the Ma'aracha, if seemingly the wind, if the Ma'aracha would push it north toward the top side of the temple, when we look at one of our 3D pictures, so that if it goes north, then the Aniyim Smechim of The poor people were thrilled and the crop owners were very unhappy. Why, why such happiness and sadness? It was the, the Gishme Shana were, were good, but it would ruin a lot of their fruits. If you're a poor person, great. You get to pick fruit off the side of the road. But if you have a lot of food, it was going to ruin a lot of the food. It's too much water. Not the Klape Darom. If they were looking up at the smokesack at the Ashan at the Maracha, and it was leaning southern, so then then the reverse. The poor people were very sad, and the, the uh, crop owners were thrilled. Small amount of rain, and they wouldn't lose everything that they had in their storage houses. What about not the klape mizracha kol If it were to, if the ma'aracha was to point in the direction of the east, everyone was happy. That was towards the entrance of the mikdashan on the uh, eastern side. Klape ma'arav, if it was to the west, if it would lean toward the kodesh, then kol So says the Gemara, that's a problem. Because you said that not, none of the winds of the world could move the, the ashan ma'aracha. This Bryce says it can move in all four directions. So that doesn't work. Says the Gemara, the azil va'asi kedikli the avdure lohava mivdar. So no, it, it could move, but the smoke wouldn't like, like spread out like smoke normally spreads out. It stayed, I'm making this up, but let's assume that it was a perfect cylinder of smoke. The cylinder could move, but the smoke broke the rules of gravity and every other rule, I don't know all the rules are, but it's not supposed to stay like that. Smoke immediately disperses. Right when you have a, a gas in, a, in an open space, it instantly disperses to the widest possible uh, space that it can. So that that's what the Gemara says over here. Yeah, you're right. The Bryce says that it, that it was leaning that way because the miracle wasn't that it didn't move at all. It's that when it moved, the smoke stayed within its cylindrical path. Says the Gemara Amar Mar six five lines from the bottom and almost at the end of the parak. Pape Mizracha Kol if uh, one were to, uh, if we said that if it were to lean to the east, then hakolts mechen klape marav hakolat seven. But hold on one second. Reminu mizrachis leolam yafe maaravis leolam kashe. So to the east is great, to the west is bad. Ruach tfonis. 
If it's to the north, north, it's good for wheat when it has already grown one third. And not good for Zaysim in a certain part of their development. So different sheets as to what this means. And they said the way to remember this is that uh, they had a simon for it that Shulchan was in the north. What was on the Shulchan? Bread. What, what's, made, what's bread made out of? Grain. And the menorah, and the menorah in the Kodesh was on the southern wall. And what's made, that made out of? Olive oil. So oil. Each one referencing the liquids or the grains relative to what they were happy about. Says the Gemara. It was different in, in Babel versus in Eretz Yisrael. Hadran Allah. Shivas Yamam Yiratza. We should come back to this dash in seven and a half years. Wishing you all. Didn't we have an earlier uh, daf about that? The smoke going up? I don't think so. Yeah, the families, they had their certain uh, secrets. The smoke going straight up and not dispersing. I don't recall. What daf? What masechta? Uh, I've seen you this masechta. Could be, I don't know. Doesn't doesn't ring a bell. Were the families, were they were... What? Let me know if you find it. All right. Both of you have a good night.